you are watching Terrence the Spoken King on YouTube. And remember to like, share, and subscribe so you get your daily updates. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Tea Corner. And today we got a special guest here. We got Mr. Aaron Hefner here in the building, and he's going to talk about some stuff that he's doing and, you know, um, being bullied and stuff like that. He got an awesome story. So let's give him the flow right now. So here he is. Mr. Aaron Hefner, right here on the Tea Corner. Hello and good morning, everybody. Hello. How are you doing today? Very good. Pleasure to be here. Thank you yes. for hosting me. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So um, tell us a little something about yourself. Well, when I was born, I was really small. But that's not the reason why we came to talk here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a very, very unique life story, and I'm very mm -hmm. thankful for that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a magician, and mm -hmm. I've been doing that since I was a kid. It's actually started as a rehab. You know, I started that in a rehab after a car accident when I was younger. I was I used to be an athlete. Mm -hmm. uh, so let, let, let's put things from the beginning because you talked about bullying. So mm -hmm. when I was young and went to first grade, we went to a new city and I didn't know anybody. And yes, I was bullied in first grade. And I remember that because I didn't want to go to school. And... At that point, I saw a demonstration of a new activity in this small town that I used to live in, and it was judo, martial arts. And I decided I need to learn that in order to protect myself. So that started one journey in my life, and I really loved it, and I became really good at it. That I was part of the junior national team, you know, in judo. Yes, and then one day, you know, I was riding my bicycle to a practice and a car crashed into my dreams. You know, I was in the Olympic team. I was supposed to be in the Olympic Games. And all of a sudden you find yourself, you know, on a wheelchair, 
learning to walk all over again, all the rehab and everything that is involved. And I can definitely say it was the toughest year of my life. But, and that's a big but, I am a person that always look for what I can do not focusing on what I cannot do. And by the way, this is part of the thing that I help people that come to me for a private coaching or therapy because my master is in NLP, in hypnotherapy and timeline therapy. And I help mm -hmm. people to clean negative emotion and deal with limiting beliefs and really change their life completely. And I will share some stories about that soon. Mm -hmm. But the main thing is that my state of mind is always focus on what I can do, not on what I missed, not on what I cannot, but always on what I can do. And part of the rehab, I saw a magic show, you know, we went to see a magic show and I fell in love with magic and I decided I want to become a magician. And I did. So I started to learn magic and practice magic. And when I was in high school, <clears throat> I actually flew to London to a class of magic with one of the greatest magicians in the world. And it was a great week to spend with him. But what I took the most out of this training with him is that in the end of the week, he told me, Eran, if you want to be a great magician, there are four rules of magic that you must learn and you know what after he taught me those four rules of magic i really think that those four rules are rules for life mm -hmm. and the funny thing is that when i was studying nlp 20 years ago started in the journey of in nlp and hypnosis one of my friends one of my colleagues told me iran you know what when you talk i see a pattern in the way that you talk when you are passionate about something, when you want to do something, when you want to learn something, you always say, I must own this skill. I must own this skill. You never say, I want to learn. You never say, I need to. You say, I must own this skill. You say it when you talked about your magic, when you talked about judo, when you talked about NLP, when you talked about everything that you do, when you talk about surfing that you decided to learn in the middle of your life you must own this skill and this is my approach basically for everything because i believe that when we want to do something and we set up our mind and intentions on doing that and we understand that we have to invest three things in order and put three things on the table in order to get better at what we want then it changed the life, our lives. And what we need to put on the table when we want to achieve something and be greater at something, those three things is, number one, I need to put the time to learn, to practice, to get better at whatever it is that I do. Mm -hmm. Number two, I have to put the effort. Time alone is not good enough. I have to put 120% effort. And number three, I have to put money on the table because it doesn't matter if it's learning to surf. 
then I need to buy a surfboard. If I want to go to the gym, then I need to pay for a membership for the gym. It doesn't matter what I want to achieve. I need to put those three elements on the table. Time, mm -hmm. effort, and money. Which, by mm -hmm. the way, bring me back to the four rules of magic. And rule number one in magic is practice. And rule number two in magic is practice some more. And then yeah. we have rule number three, which is really, really important and crucial. Practice until you make it perfect. And then rule number four, come to summarize everything, keep practicing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I really think that this is the key to, succeed, to success in life, in whatever it is that we do. Mm -hmm. And when we do something from the right passion, from the right intentions, mm -hmm. then it's become pure and it become something that we wake up in the morning and want to do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And when this is the way that we live our life with passion, our life seems totally different, totally different. Mm -hmm. And here I want to say something that my dad taught me when I was younger. Mm -hmm. He taught me that there are two days in the year that you cannot do anything. Do you know those two days? Nah. Because I'm thinking about holidays and uh, the, the only two days that I think of that people really don't want to do nothing per se, as far as work is, well, um, well, actually in America, I think it's three because you got Labor Day, you got Christmas and you got New Year's because. Right. But uh, what if you're not Christian, then you can do whatever you want, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can do whatever you want to. But yeah. there are still two days in the year that you cannot do anything, no matter what you are, where you live or what is your religious. Mm -hmm. And those and those two days is yesterday and tomorrow. Ah, gotcha. I cannot do anything yesterday and I cannot do anything tomorrow. When mm -hmm. tomorrow arrives and I do it, it's right now. And that's the reason why I put a special glasses that I keep asking myself regarding my business, regarding my personal life, regarding my relationship, you know. Mm -hmm. I keep asking myself, what else I can and should do to put another brick in my dream, to mm -hmm. build another brick into my dream? Mm -hmm. And when you start to think this way, you start to become more productive and you start to become more uh, creative. And the beautiful thing about this way of thinking is that you never have anyone to blame for anything. It's all what I can do. Mm -hmm. You know, what can I do to make my business better, my life better, my relationship better? It's all about taking responsibilities. And from working over two decades with clients on one-on-one, -on -one, I realized that most people have a challenge of taking the responsibility and they blame the spouse, 
the kids, the economy, the boss, the whatever it is, the president, whoever it is, mm -hmm. the COVID. But in reality, I know that when we take responsibility on our action and when we take responsibility on what I can do and not looking at others, then I know that I preserve the power to really create a change in my life. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Oh, yeah, it makes perfect sense because you know what's funny? It is, it's funny that today of all days is when I'm doing an interview with you because literally about five hours ago, five or four hours ago, give or take, I just got done telling somebody exactly what you just said. <laughs> literally. You can't worry about the past. All you can do is focus on the present to set up for the future. Exactly. And exactly. I'm just I'm just over here listening to you because you know what caught my eye when I read your profile was that 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 you used to be bullied and stuff because I used to be bullied too. And and I'm changing like my podcast style. It's I'm, it's not actually changing it, but it's pretty much putting like mental health in the forefront and stuff mm -hmm. because, you know, people that's been bullied, you know, later on you find out that, hey, you got some stuff that you got to work on or something work out because of, you know, that trauma or something. And sure. it's just a blessing that, that, you know, you came on of all days on today to do this interview with me because it's it's going on it's it's going with what what I just got done telling somebody else. So when I air this out, they gonna be like I'm gonna be like, yo, it's not just me saying it. It's everybody that's ever been in your position. Like yeah. yo, you you can't look back at the past. The past is done. It's already set up. All you can do is just focus on today to build yep. a better tomorrow. But, you know, sometimes it's like talking to that wall when they ain't ready to change. <laughs> and you know what? That's absolutely true. And I, I tell you more than that. It doesn't matter how the game started. Mm -hmm. It matters how it ends. You know? Exactly. And and if we take the responsibility and the accountability, then mm -hmm. we have control on changing the end of the game, of oh, yeah. writing our own story. And, and you know what? About bullying, when people are bullied or when people are going through trauma, doesn't matter if it's in their early childhood or later on in their life, you know, I've been dealing with the power of the mind. I'm a mentalist. Uh, and I, I specialize, you know, my master is in hypnotherapy, in timeline therapy. I studied the brain and how it affects our behavior for over two decades. And the amazing thing is, the amazing thing is that when someone is going through trauma, the unconscious mind creates new set of rules, okay, 
at the mm -hmm. moment of the trauma. And those set of rules that are being determined by the unconscious mind are there in order to protect us, okay? Mm -hmm. But what happened most of the time, those rules were good at the time of the trauma. But five years later, 10 years later, 30 years later, those mm -hmm. rules are not serving any good purpose anymore. Mm -hmm. And if we don't change our perspective around that, okay, then we keep suffering from behavioral and, and thinking patterns, okay, that are not taking us to where we want to be. And that's exactly what I do with my clients. I have a, I have a, um, Mm -hmm. I have a, I don't know how to call it, but it's a, it's a service that I give, that I do with the people, you know, and I call it reprogram your mind to success. And mm -hmm. in this program, it's about 10 hours. And in this program, what I do, I have like 50 questions that I ask the person. And by the end of the time that I finish to ask those 50 questions, not just that I know the person better than he does you know but all of a sudden he knows himself from different perspective as well and it brings everything to the surface and then what we do we start to clean all negative emotion so i focus on the first five that are everybody has them you know which is mm -hmm. anger and sadness fear hurt and guilt so i clean mm -hmm. all of those and after that, we're dealing with figuring out limiting beliefs and limiting decisions that a person has around his life, around his career, around his family, around, around mm -hmm. himself, you know, and start to clean that in order to build more self-confidence, you know. And mm -hmm. once we finish with this process, the beautiful thing that my clients say, Eran, I don't know, I cannot put my finger on what has changed. It just everything is different. And the beautiful thing about it, that everything is different, is because our perspective is completely changed. And we create now new rules in our state of mind, in our unconscious mind, that will help us to be more creative, that will help us to be more productive, you know, in whatever it is that we do. In whatever mm -hmm. it is that we do. And that's a really life-changing uh, program for people because when we finish with it, then we start to set smart goals and create an action plan how to achieve, you know, the desired outcome of my client. And this mm. is a really a life-changing um, experience. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, man. I, you know, I should have had you on the live because th this would have been excellent for today because... You know, I I had always believe in um, like the universe will always answer if you ask the question. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying so. So, I had a good friend of mine ask me a question, and and they going through. I mean, going through it. You know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And and they they think that everybody is against them. And I'm like, no, not everybody's against you. No, we we know you got people helping you out here. Hey, how you doing? You know, so I'm I'm trying to get them to like open their eyes and see and stuff like that. 
but they so caught into their situation that they just like refuse to see those as helping them and stuff. I'm like, nah, nah. I, I, I was like this, yo, universe God, I need for you to send somebody that's going to be explaining it to them better than I can explain it. And then all of a sudden, out of being, here you are. <laughs> so, so let me let me try to give an explanation for that because I'm really good at manifesting things into my life. One day my son yeah. asked me, Dad, how do you manifest? Everything that you, that you want all of a sudden come into your life. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? So I told him, first of all, there is a way how to put yourself in synchronicity, you know, with the vibration of the universe and God. Mm -hmm. and, and about a month ago, I was interviewed in a podcast called Success After Trauma. Yeah. And I was talking over there a little bit about my morning routine. Then they invited me to a private group to talk about my morning routine in more depth. But mm -hmm. before I explain my morning routine and how it's important, you know, to, to maintain a positive and creative state of mind, mm -hmm. I want to share something. And it's a joke. Okay. But this mm -hmm. joke, it's, it's a joke that really makes the point clear. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. The unconscious mind, which is an extension of God and the universe, okay, and God mm -hmm. and the universe, they do not understand negativity, okay? They don't mm -hmm. understand negativity. They only understand positivity, okay? Mm -hmm. So let's say that I say I don't want to live in poverty anymore, mm -hmm. okay? What does the universe hear? What does the unconscious mind hear? What does God hear? Mm -hmm. If you take off the don't, write down the sentence, I don't want, and cross the don't, what stays? I want to live mm -hmm. in poverty. Okay? Now, here's the thing. God and the unconscious mind and the universe, they want to give us what we want in the fastest and least effort way. Mm -hmm. But we need to know how to talk to the universe in order to get it. So the joke, the story goes like that. There was a guy, he came back from work and in the evening he goes to the gym. And on the way back from the gym, he's walking home and all of a sudden, he found the lamp from Aladdin. He picked mm -hmm. up the lamp and Genie is coming out from the lamp. Mm -hmm. And Genie tell him, thank you. Thank you for releasing me. You have one request. Whatever you want, I'll do it for you on the spot. Mm -hmm. So the man look at him. Are you serious? Yes, yes, I am serious. But remember, you only have one request. So think good. What is it that you want? So the guy tells him, okay, give me a few minutes. He says, that's okay, take your time. I enjoy the air outside. And he go back and forth, back and forth, and he thinks to himself, what can I ask for? What can I want? I have good business. I have good money. I have good wife, good kids. I have houses. I have cars. I have vacations. I have everything a man can ask for. What can I want? And then he comes to Ginny and he tells him, I know what I want. And Ginny looks at him and he tells him, are you sure? That's what's going to make you happy? He says, yes. 
That's what's going to make me happy. Mm -hmm. So tell me what it is and I'll make it happen on the spot for you. Now, excuse me for my French. The guy mm -hmm. look at Gina and tell him, I want my dick to touch the ground. <laughs> Boom! Genie cut his leg. Question. Did he get what he asked for? Yep. Did he get what he wanted? Well, technically, he got what he wanted. That's not what he wanted, though. But that's, <laughs> that's not what the way he, he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not what he wanted. And that's the big paradox of people. They ask for something. They get what they ask for. Yeah. And they are mad because they didn't get what they wanted. But they didn't ask for what they want. Yeah. And that's the biggest paradox. And that's what I teach people to do a shift in their mind. And that's why when, when I send you my, my uh, bio, and I didn't write this bio. You know, one of my clients did. Mm -hmm. Architect of transformation. He called me this way. And I loved it. Because I really help people transform the way they think. And mm -hmm. when you transform the way you think, automatically you transform your behavior, your results, your relationships, your health, you, or your finances. You mm -hmm. automatically change everything in your life. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you know, I grew up with a saying that's similar, very similar to what you said. And my dad used to always tell me this. He said, son, be careful for what you wish for because you might fool around and get it. Right. And, you know, as a kid, you're like, be careful for what I wish for. What, what do you mean? Be careful what I wish for. Man, <laughs> I wish for cars. I wish for I want I want to be a millionaire. I want to have all these cars. I want to have this big house. But then when I got older, I started thinking like a wise man. I'm like, so I say I want to mention, but I already know me. Well, I'm gonna okay if it's if it's four rooms, that's perfect. What I'm gonna do with six or ten rooms they all gonna be empty so it's, funny that you, idea. <laughs> it's funny that you said it because i saw an interview with shaquille o'neal uh, not too long ago and yeah. he has a house in florida seventy thousand square feet home okay and yeah. the and the guy asked him tell me shaquille how many rooms are you using in the house he said beside the basketball court i only use the living room the kitchen and my bedroom mm-hmm you know, that's about maybe a thousand square feet altogether out of mm -hmm. 70,000 square feet of a home. You know, I'm mm -hmm. a contractor. <clears throat> I I used to have a, com a construction company and I built mm -hmm. a house. My last project that I finished a few years back was I built a mansion, 20,000 square feet home here in Calabasas in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. um, it was sold for like 30 million dollars. And when mm -hmm. I was building this, my son came with me to work one day and tell me, Dad, do you want to live in this house that you are building? I said, no, I don't. He said, why not? It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's big. I said, it's just too big. 
where how I'm going to find you. You're going to get lost. I, I get, in order to find you, I have to call you inside the house. I have to trace you everywhere. If I want to go from the living room to the bedroom, I need to get an Uber. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, yeah, and and that's how I am now. I'm like, as 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 a grown adult now, I'm like this. I rather have land in a smaller house on top of that land. I rather for for me to have land than a big giant house because with land you could do a lot with that. You could grow your own fruit. You could grow your own vegetables. You know, have the fruit on one end of the land, then drive on the other end of the land. Be like, okay, this is where my vegetables is at. If you want to have a store, you can have a store built right here. I'm like, and it took me a long time to understand why, like, because I grew up um, around old the older generation, and it was always saying, when you get older, get you some land. It's a very important. Get you some land. <laughs> and I was like. Now, why they tell me get some land? When on TV they saying get this brand new car right here, they said, "Uh, uh-uh, forget the car, get the land." <laughs> so when I became an adult, I'm like, "Oh, now I get it. Now <laughs> I get it." <laughs> True. You so, know what? You're talking about land and vegetables, so I want to tell you a story. Yeah. In my house, in the backyard, I have a small vegetable garden that I grow with my kids you know we have like cucumber tomatoes some herbs you know green peppers Mm -hmm. stuff like that Mm -hmm. and every day we just water it and one day when my son was about seven or eight years old Mm -hmm. we were watering the garden and i asked him how does this tomato know to grow and become a tomato every time the same color the same shape the same taste how does she know we only give her water. I mean, we can tell her become a cucumber, become a cucumber, but no, she will grow to become a tomato. How does she know? Mm-hmm. Then he looked at me and he said something really, really funny that caught me by surprise. He said that, of course she knows. Don't you remember <clears throat> when you bought, when we bought the seeds pack? It was says tomato and there was a picture of tomato. That's how she knows. Mm-hmm. I thought it's a brilliant answer from a seven years old boy, you know, yeah. but then I told him, you're absolutely right. There was the picture and it says tomato, but the seeds, they don't have eyes. They don't know how to read. And still they know to grow and become tomatoes. How mm-hmm. do they do that? He looked at mm-hmm. me and said, I don't know. Then we picked up some vegetables. We went to make dinner, you know, omelet and, and, and a salad. And then in the middle of dinner, my son called me and told me, Dad, I know. I said, you know what? I know how the tomato knows to grow and become a tomato. He said, how? And he looked at me and he really told me something that I was shocked. He tells me that she listened to her inner voice. And when you listen to your inner voice, you always know what is the right thing for you to do? Mm-hmm. I looked at him. Whoa. Where did this came from? And I told him that's absolutely right. When you listen to your inner voice, you always know 
what is the right thing to do. And that's how you grow and become a tomato every single time. That's how you perform at your peak every single time. When you mm -hmm. go to your deeper values and listen to the inner voice, that will make you and me and everybody else always prefer to do the right thing over the cool thing. Mm. Does that make yeah. sense? Oh, yeah, it makes perfect sense because, like, just like you, I grew up in sports and stuff. So all, all, all of this that we're talking about mm -hmm. it is something that I learned through bowling, through when I, when I tried to attempt to do track, you know, do the track and field, you know. I'm not getting on the track. No, I was too big. I was too big of a boy to get on the track. <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing the shot put in the discus. <laughs> I'm staying in my element. <laughs> yeah. But, like, coaches would tell you the same thing. And my dad, he was, he was a coach when I was growing up as a little kid. And he used to tell, tell me all the time, always know inside your heart what you want to be because you would not derail from that. Always listen to your inner spirit. True. And, you know, as life goes on and you become a teenager and stuff, you want to try many things. You want to do this. You want to do that. You want to do whatever. But then when you get older, you start learning how to meditate and how to settle yourself and start to listen to your inner self and you and I yo let me try this out oh okay so, so, so that first step was easy now let me try this second step oh well, well, hold on that's a little wobbly let me find my balance okay okay the second step I'm good I'm good then you start doing the third step and then fourth step and then once you know it you're running a mile and my dad, like my dad used to break it down to me because like another reason why I got picked on and bullied was because I had brain surgery when I was at the age of seven and they had to put me on heavy amounts of steroids. So it made me blow up, blow from a little kid into this big kid because of the steroids and stuff. Mm -hmm. So kids would be kids. And they used to bully me, make fun of me and stuff like that. And, you know, my dad just pulled me to the side one time. He said, like, when you ready, you're going to learn how to listen to your, to your inner self and know exactly what you want to be in life. Don't listen to the crowd. Don't listen to the peanut gallery. Listen to yourself. The you same thing. The same thing he used to tell his players. But go ahead. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. la last week, somebody asked me a really beautiful question. Mm -hmm. He asked me, Iran, what advice would you give to yourself at 15 years old? Well, now that I'm 48, if I had a chance to meet with myself at 15, 
I would definitely tell myself, keep dreaming, keep chasing your dream, and don't listen to the people that tell you that the sky are going to fall. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that I did it, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm happy that I was chasing all my dreams. And I'm happy that until today, even, you know, three years ago when I was 45, in my birthday, I sat in the morning with my coffee and I asked myself, what do you want for a present? At 45, what do you want? And I decided that I want to learn surfing. Mm-hmm. At the same moment, just like everything else, when I want to learn, I say, I must learn this skill. At the same moment, I went on Facebook, on Marketplace, found the surfboard, went and got it, and went surfing. Of course, I couldn't surf because I don't know how. Mm-hmm. But I made the first step. Mm-hmm. I had no anticipation, you know, to succeed surfing, you know, in my first day. But I went mm-hmm. to the beach. I tried. I gave it my best. I couldn't do it. So I sat on the beach took a video of the surfers over there. I still have this video. And I promised to myself, by the end of the summer, I will stand on the board. Mm-hmm. And like I said in the beginning, when you want to achieve something in life, you want, you need, you must invest time, effort, and money. Mm-hmm. So I bought myself a surfboard. That's the money. I scheduled time in my calendar twice a week to go to the beach Mm -hmm. at 3 p.m. Close the business, close the office, go to the beach Mm -hmm. twice a week. And when I went to the beach, okay, I Mm -hmm. watched YouTube videos. I was talking to other surfers to teach me how to do that pop-up, to teach me how to do this, how to do that. And I put it in my mind that that's what I'm going to practice today. And the next mm-hmm. time I'm going to practice something else. But every time I came to the beat, to the to the water, I had in mind what I'm going to work on. Mm-hmm. And there's there's I heard a lecture by Jeff Van Gandhi one time. Mm-hmm. You know who's Jeff Van Gandhi, right? Um, he, used, uh, he used to be he used to be the U.S. basketball team coach. Oh, okay. Coach. And he was asked if he how he motivate his guys, you know, to win the game. Mm-hmm. And he said, "You know what? I never talk to them about winning the games." I talk to them about winning every possession, whether mm. it's offense or defense. Give your best. Give 150% on every segment of 24 seconds. Mm-hmm. And when they ask him, why does he do that? He said, because when I will win more possessions, offense and defense, a great side effect will be winning the game. But it's easier for the players to focus and give their best 24 seconds than to think about 
giving 150% for 48 minutes. Mm -hmm. So when they give the best at every segment of the game, the end results will be winning the game. Mm. And I yes, think yeah. that also in, in, in life, and I also help my client to do the same, which is breaking their goals and breaking their dreams into small, doable actions. Mm -hmm. Because if it's a small and doable action, I will be motivated to do that because I can. If it will be something big that I can't imagine myself even doing, it can act exactly the other way and be a self-sabotage. Oh, maybe I'm not good enough. Oh, maybe it's not for me. Oh, maybe this. Oh, maybe this. But when you break it into small actions, to baby steps, what I call, then we can do, me, you, any of our listeners, basically can do anything they want and that they put their mind into. Mm -hmm. Because even if I decide today that I want to run a marathon, I cannot go and run a marathon today. I'm not in the shape. But if I will, and by the way, I found a nice app. <laughs> it goes from couch to 10K to marathon. <laughs> nice. And it gives you really baby steps of how to start to practice when you are sitting every day, all day, and you are not in shape. And when I started to do this program, I told my son, come with me. And he came with me on the first time. And he told me, Dad, are you serious? This is going to make you run a marathon? That's ridiculous. Because the first training, the first exercise was run 30 seconds, walk one minute. Run 30 seconds, walk one minute. Repeat it six mm -hmm. times. So totally you ran three minutes. Mm -hmm. this is something that everyone can do to run 30 seconds mm -hmm. you know but to oh, run yeah. 3 minutes or 10 minutes not everybody can do but when they okay. break it into small steps achievable steps then all I had to do is put my time and my effort mm -hmm. and be committed to really do it every other day, like the app tells you to, like the plan oh, yeah. tells you to. Oh yeah. And and that actually does work. And for um before I get started on that statement, uh I misunderstood what you said. You you said Jeff Van Gundy. I was like, oh, you talking about Jeff Van Gundy? Yeah, I know who Jeff Van Gundy is. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I kept on listening to what you said. And then you said NBA. I'm like, well, there's only one Jeff I know in NBA. Is oh, man. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but what you was talking about, the, the couch to 5K yeah, is back um, because um, the apartments, these apartments that I used to live in, just around the bend was like a walking park. 
it had like even an incline hill and stuff like for you to go oversee you know the whole entire park and stuff many people would go up there you know just uh, you know gaze at the whole city and stuff because you could see like the city and you know um the other big city like fort worth if you look far enough into the distance and stuff you you can see it but it was an aerial view that that was breathtaking but mm -hmm. i used to take this this walking park and i used to walk at first and then one day i said you know what let me see how far i can go with just running and first i can only go just a short distance like like if, if you're doing a sprint like straight down and that was it and and so i was like hmm tomorrow i'm gonna try it again let me see if i can go a little bit further then go then go far on on, on the next day but the but the following day I was able to go a little bit farther than where I stopped. So now inside of me, it became a challenge. Okay, next week, if I'm over here, I want to be in this location, still running. And if I make it over here, it's going to be good. <laughs> so, and you know what? Mm -hmm. It's great that you say that. I want to add something here. When mm -hmm. you start to think how it will make me feel when I do that, when I achieve that, you know, mm -hmm. these feelings will act as an extra boost of motivation, you know, mm -hmm. to why actually go through the hard time and do what you want to do because the way it will make you feel in the future. Yes, because indeed. how proud you're gonna feel. Mm -hmm. And it was just, and so when you was talking about that, about the app and stuff, and I, I didn't know nothing about the app. I was just naturally doing it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, how come that reminds me of app reminds me when I was at my first apartment? And I'm like, you kept on talking. I'm literally replaying what I used to do and stuff. I was like, did somebody, was somebody in the bushes looking at me and then writing a book? Because <laughs> I used to go out every day like, okay, let me just try and see where I'm at. Let me see where I'm at. And it came to a point where after a month and a half, I used to start, I used to, uh run from the starting point to halfway around the park and to me that was the greatest accomplishment in the world you could have said hey i won the super bowl you could have said i won the nba finals <laughs> i was just my ego was up here i was like oh yeah i'm back <laughs> <laughs> because it was an accomplishment that yeah. that just a month ago I was not able to do, but I just stayed, stayed fast. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. No, and I'm going to accomplish shows, this. And that shows you and everyone mm -hmm. that consistency 
is the key for success. Mm -hmm. Nobody yes. succeeded at their first try, at the first time that they do something. Nobody. <clears throat> oh, but I if they keep practicing and keep doing and keep putting the effort, we are getting better. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter what are my beginning skills are. If mm -hmm. I will do something one hour every day for a month, I will be much better that a month away from now. If mm -hmm. I will keep doing that for a year, I will be a lot better. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what it is. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. What? Well, we about to get to that the moment of the show where I call the credentials, where you know you tell people where they can come see you and you know get more information from you. But so I'm gonna go ahead and put this on on the board right now so that they could be able to write it down and you know be able to follow you. And you you could go ahead and give them your Instagram. Give them Everything your Instagram, is State of Facebook. Mind Academy. Everything okay. is State of Mind Academy on Yelp, on Google, on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn. State of Mind Academy or my name, Eran Hafner. And that's how you can find me. The best number to reach me if somebody wants to give me a call, it's 424-999-0919. All right, y'all. And... With that Feel free to, go, to drop me a line or give me a call or send me an email with every question or challenge that anyone has. You know, the email is info at stateofmindacademy.com. And I'll be more than happy to assist everyone, you know, to my best ability. And by the way, soon I'm going to open a weekly group coaching that we will work about setting smart goals and accountability and all of that. So if somebody wants to get more information about that, please shoot me an email and I will get back to you guys. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, y'all, with that being said, with that being known, I want to wish y'all a very blessed day. And till next time, this CEO, no, this, no, that's my, that's my Twitch name. You know what? It's already been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> this is Terrence, the Spoken King. Sign out, one love, one dream, and I'll see y'all next time. Thank you, Terrence.